Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Celebratory cigars are aflame as as predicted or as expected. My New Orleans Saints made a move that was going to be the splash that we have waited for for so long. That splash coming via New Orleans native. LSU product. Tyron Matthew has decided to come home. Now, I will offer my prophetic statement. Yes, a new in my heart of hearts, the honey badger would make his appearance back in Louisiana taking up roots settling back in at the home front you know he got a house on Bourbon Street right the family house Bourbon Canal Street I think as well now him being a product of New Orleans seeing him in Louisiana altogether during this off season, these last couple of months, so to speak, <laughs> over at LSU, you know, mentoring and coaching up youngsters, you know, probably giving advice to those that were going into the draft. And it appears the clock is ticking on this season to get under the way because we can't wait man my New Orleans Saints are on the clock no more it's time to go buzzers by the sound it's time to punch in boys bro run that clock the podcast I'm your host Mike man in BMG all day this this upcoming season in the NFL will be one memorable season. I proclaim that now, like, I make my statements during, you know, training camp, after we done seen, got a glance of who's gonna do what, you kinda figure or assume that they're gonna do this or they're gonna perform away. Never really know until the season starts. But some of us have an eye. I'm not saying I'm a truth sayer or a prophet, but last year I stated and I saw in Jameis Winston the ability to go four and one. Ultimately in five and two before he got hurt. But I saw in Jameis before the season started that he was gonna surprise a lot of folks he was gonna shock the world so to speak and he did key weapons last year missing was Michael Thomas receivers couldn't catch it well they did catch COVID but 
that's the only thing they could catch. It seems like. And whether Taysom or Trevor Simeon or Ian Book were part of the blame for them not being able to catch, it still remains. If the ball is in your vicinity, you have to grab it. And for the most part, our receivers could not do that. You fast forward to now after the draft, days after the NFL draft, NFL draft has concluded. Us trading up to the 11th pick to get Chris Olave of Ohio State. The genuine pro-ready wide receiver of the draft, the entire draft. Yeah, there are more, more, more speedy, more productive receivers like Williams. But Olave goes to the Saints now. Means a lot they trade up to get him. Means a lot he's a first rounder. He's going to be expected to play. He's going to be expected to perform. And he's going to be expected to be a smidget of himself in the Ohio State glory days. I have no doubt he will not fulfill that. That he won't fulfill that because he will. I mean, just my my overall excitement for this upcoming season is like, bruh. And one thing about Saints fan, <clears throat> like we're like a close knit community, right? I'm on the Who That Nation, the Who That Mafia, all that. I'm out in all those fan groups and forums and all this. So I see a lot of my fans talking. Our fans talk. Fellow fans. No one ever states. Not that I recall. Even Not even when we won the Super Bowl. No one states that we're going to win the Super Bowl. Do not be confused. This statement I'm making... Currently, right now, at this very moment, is not a declaration of that. There's nothing changed. All we want to do is be in the conversation. We want to be in the mix after spending decades in the bag days. Drew Brees brought us out of that. Forever grateful for him and to him appreciative of him but after Drew Brees you wonder what we were going to look like what were we going to do keep it a hundred a stack we had to get a, a few more quality black players in here now don't get me wrong I love Drew Brees but once we got Jameis Winston, I instantly saw this moment 
this moment where there's excitement building up around him going into a season leading my faith the potential for this moment I saw that knowing Drew Brees was at least two to three years away from being out the league and it subsequently happened here we are no more Drew Brees what do we do well, we got to go with what we got. And what we had was going great until he got hurt. Injuries are a part of the game. We know this. We get that. What ifs come to mind? Like, if Jameis Winston would not have gotten hurt, this year's Super Bowl outcome may have been different. Like I say. No Saints fans that I see go proclaiming in off-season, pre-season, in the damn training season that we're going to the Super Bowl. We don't do that. We know some fans that do, but we're not going to elaborate. You know, it's not a bashing right now. We're celebrating. A honey badger is coming home. That whole team brought the culture that's about to be up in there. Now, I get everybody clamored and said this. And, you know, you get on Twitter. You say, hey, bro, come home. Hey, bro, this and that. You probably really ain't kicked it with dude like that because he was on the opposing team. But now that he's on your team, yeah, you're going to reach out to him. But now when you get into that locker room, we just have to balance the egos. If they can get in there and jail, mesh, bruh, it's a wrap. Looking at it on paper. Now, when I say it's a wrap, that's not no Super Bowl declaration. But I'm just saying. The opportunities now are greatly in our favor. We have a defense that was solidified before. But now, you bring in a few key pieces to offset Malcolm Jenkins retiring, offset us losing Williams to Baltimore, offset us losing Armstead to Miami, offset Traquan Smith leaving, Bruh. Oh, and the thought that now we are two years removed from Drew Brees not being here. It's really going into the post-Drew Brees era. That first year you wondering, like, uh, it's, you're antsy, you're nervous as fuck because you don't know what the outcome is going to be. Then you see Jameis performing like he is. Season is rolling. Oh, shit. Here comes the injuries. Yeah. Winston and Taysom Hill getting getting hurt like that. That's what hurt our season. We probably would have had a chance had Taysom Hill been 100%. I'm quite sure we would have probably tried to maneuver something. Go back into Sean Payton's playbook or something. 
probably called him up. Hey, coach, give me some advice. <clears throat> Peyton really wanted Taysom Hill to succeed as a quarterback. We get that, but it didn't work. So, you know, you fast forward to now. We have a proven backup in Andy Dalton. The Saints and my... Now, when the draft was going on, I'm not going to lie. As far as Kenny Pickett and Malik Willis or Desmond Ritter, I was hoping we would have snatched one of them. If not used it for trade bait. But... Just like everybody else thought, you would... As a human being, you know it's going to affect or make Jameis Winston feel a certain way or some type of way. Anyway, if you do draft a quarterback, Saints say, no, we're going to roll with Jameis and Andy and Ian. And occasionally, Taysom, if a play breaks down or if they see a need to throw in some kind of trick play or whatever or gadget play just to change up the rhythm but I ain't gonna lie I wanted Malik Willis for sure now over there in Tennessee that's gonna be a whole you know topic of content that we'll put out because you know Ryan Tannehill makes a statement that he's not there to mentor Malik Willis because they're vying for the same job hey that's a vet talking to you like hey he's not going to relent to the rookie now just imagine the feelings Jameis Winston probably with a hybrid now Keep in mind, he's black too. You would think, you know, but keep in mind, they're vying for the same job. Winston probably would have that sentiment or some form of it, close to it. Like, bruh. It's not their job to mentor him. He, He comes to the league and he's having the opportunity to receive millions of dollars for playing a game just like you. Oh, and he's playing your position. So, yeah. I can see your apprehension to tutor the youngster. You know, God forbid he just comes in the training camp and just blows you out the water as far as the QB competition and he ultimately becomes QB1 still not your job to mentor him right (laughs) you know it plays out like that but you know Godspeed and you know good fortune to Malik Willis as he's a Tennessee Titan so our thoughts of him becoming the same or Ritter or Pickett, you know, those 
our past tense now. All we can do is look forward to what we have right now. What we have right now is, woo, brah. Clock is ticking. We about to tell you about it. Stay tuned. I'm your host, Mike Man, MBMT all day. Bro, run that clock. Streaming wherever you listen to music and or podcast. We there. Lock us in. Well, no. This is Mike Man of the Rapper Week TV, the podcast. Represent MPMG all day. Just want to say a quick thank you to all the supporters and listeners of the podcast. Currently going up in 75 cities and 30 states and 12 cities internationally. So just want to uh, take a moment to say thank you. Appreciate it. And very grateful for those who have given me a little bit of their time uh, doing this podcast. So going up to 75 cities, 30 states in the U.S., seven countries worldwide, 12 cities internationally. So we thank you, man. Now, looking at the potential roster, bruh, run that clock because we ready to kick it off in uh, New Orleans. Get this season underway. Now, the scheduling, I think, is supposed to be released later on this week or probably next week. But either way, other teams are going to have problems. There was problems before last year. Defense was taken off. You knew with the performances that some of them was having that they were do some big paydays. Hence the reason we weren't able to keep some. But now, bruh. <laughs> Come on, man. Like, <clears throat> just the defense. Cameron Jordan. David Um, Omniata. Omniata. Shot Tuttle. Marcus Davenport. Demario Davis, Pete Warner, Paulson Ladebo, Tyron Matthew, Marcus May, Marshawn Lattimore, and CJ Gardner Johnson. Chauncey. You look it out. You look it out. Uh, second stringers, Zach Bond. You got the rookie, Alante Taylor. Daniel Sorensen, eh, Bradley Roby, P.J. Williams, yeah. We are stacked as far as the defense is concerned. Matthew being there is going to just intensify the defense even more, man. Like, throwing against us, oh my God. I would hate to see. Then again, I'm not. (laughs) Bro. Three to four interception games. I see at least three to four of them. We're going to have three to four 
four interception games put like that. I proclaim that now. Matthew might get two, at least two games. <laughs> Bruh, unless your run package is stamped in gold and concrete or whatever you want to mantle that shit in. Bruh. We coming. Then you look at the linebacker core. You got Jordan Jackson. DeMarco Jackson. Bro, when they switch out and go DeMario Davis, Alante Taylor, and Jackson, in with Matthew Lattimore, C.J. Gardner-Johnson, and potentially Bradley Roman. Oh, my God. Now, I'm not discounting the player P.J. or Marcus May. Marshawn Lattimore, he's going to be included. He's going to be in there, in the the, uh, top core. Bruh, and we get Will Lutz back. Michael Thomas coming back. We got two scores. Lutz is going to put points on the board regardless. So you can bank on those those games where we came up just short and then span after Winston went down, losing by a field goal, being missed earlier like bro we are going to have an opportunity to win the division that I can declare I can say I can stamp that now that's my statement the division we coming for damn anybody else whatever whatever else Y'all got going on. Yeah, we get Aaron Rodgers as a GOAT. Tom Brady is the GOAT. They still here. Yeah. <clears throat> no problem. We're going to handle them. They might be missing key weapons. Hey, that's not our problem. What you have to deal with when you come to the dome or when we step onto your field is if you put that shit in the air. There's the potential for a pick six almost every damn play. Look at who we got up in the front. And then you go to the offensive line. We have potentially two top receivers in Alave and Thomas. Still got Callaway and Deontay Hardy. So, bruh. If we can get Kawan Baker or Kevin White to step up their play, the Jordan Humphrey. I mean, he had flashes last year. So if he can just pick it up, take it up another notch. Oh, we got, oh, we still got Tricon Smith. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Yeah. See, me, I'm not going to lie. I see potential in Traquan Smith. I thought we got rid of him. I thought he went to Miami. 
but no, okay, okay, so, it, there, it, brah, when we go full wide with Thomas Olave, Traquan, and Callaway, or Hardy, it's gonna be bananas. <laughs> we better not go five wide, oh my god, bruh, Penny, Penny, like, bro, I'm, I'm hoping, like, please. Now, I, I would say during the draft, I called the first two picks. I called them not in that order, but I called them. Offensive tackle, wide receiver. You had to go get those two up front. Quarterback, you had to either wiggle your way in with you know, the position as far as us having the 16th to 19th, but we traded the 16th and our later uh, picks for 11. But just imagine, had we, say, moved to 11, kept, well, we did keep 19, but we're able to keep one of the later rounds. And then pick up a quarterback it might damage Winston's confidence yeah ego whatever yeah but you're on a two-year deal you're coming off a knee injury if we're gonna look at it as a business now <clears throat> with them signing Andy Dalton that is the fallback basically they have a quarterback in the red rifle who can keep shit afloat long as he can get the ball to the receivers. Just turn around and give it to Camaro or Ingram. But bruh, we we are in line to do some, some big time shit. And it remains to be seen who's going to be able to fuck with us. If they're going to be able to fuck with us. Clock is ticking, man. <laughs> this is, bro, Run That Clock, the podcast from your host, Mike Man, representing BMG all day. day. Y'all stay safe, stay breezy, stay sanitized, stay dangerous. Stay tuned for another episode, bro, Run That Clock and Rapper Week TV. Podcast hosted by me, Mike Man, representing MPMG all day, a day. The Saints, man, I can't wait, man. The clock is ticking. We can wait for the countdown, release the schedule so who we can see who we're lined up against or who our foes are going to be for the season. I don't know if we play them Cowboys this year. I hope we do so we can get some get back, you know, as far as the fanhood and the Sportsman-like banter. Gotta keep that shit alive. They're gonna talk shit regardless. So, you know, we're gonna come back with it. But stay tuned, man, because NFL season this year is gonna be off the mother... Chain! Bruh, run that clock. I'm your host, Mike, man. MBMG out there. Y'all stay safe. Cheer, we out.